Shortstop is now sorted. Marlins signing Tim Anderson. Will they now turn their attention to a designated hitter? Skip Schumacher speaking about cycling guys into that spot, but with guys like J.D. Martinez still out there, should the Marlins pursue one of the big-time DH options to add some thump to their lineup? This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Happy Friday, guys. If you're listening by the podcast anyway, uh, greetings. Top of the morning to you. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. And also a reminder that uh, there is a YouTube channel. And that is also called Locked On Marlins. So make sure you hit subscribe over there on YouTube as well. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen. On a Friday, this is your team every day. And we are gearing up for the Marlins making their spring debut. There is a baseball game tomorrow. The Marlins, yes, you heard that correct, play baseball again tomorrow. It's going to be the first game of many for the year, going right up until when the Marlins win the World Series in 2024 in November. So it's going to be a long season. Glad to have you along here on Locked On Marlins. Don't forget, at least... Five episodes per week, if not more. <laughs> you know the drill. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. New customers join today and you get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Guys, you can sense the optimism in the air for multiple reasons. Firstly, the Marlins play tomorrow. So, and the side point of that, by the way, UK friendly. We got a UK friendly game. So that's always a win. So a Saturday UK friendly Marlins uh, 2024 debut. I'm feeling ultra optimistic about that. Ryan Weathers gets the ball. More about him uh, in the final segment of this show. But yesterday, we obviously had some big news dropping that the Marlins make a deal to sign Tim Anderson. So it's good to like, you know, we did the emergency podcast with the UK GOAT, Sean Barrett, which was great. Had a little bit of time to reflect on it now. We're like kind of 24 hours-ish from when that news dropped. So, you know, it's a good time to reflect. Equally, the question and the thought that I have is, are the Marlins done? And should they be done? And if they aren't done, because really they shouldn't be done, <laughs> then could J.D. Martinez be someone they're considering? So we're going to talk about that and the DH plan more generally. We've seen some Sixto Sanchez images uh, some of them unflattering, um, some of them flattering, you know, in, in parts, but we've seen a little bit more of Sixto on the mound. So I think it's good to reflect on what we've seen and equally where I think this is trending towards. And equally, we're going to talk about Ryan Weathers. He is going to be your starter for the Marlins in game one of 2024, of spring anyway. So plenty to get into. We're starting with yesterday's news, shortstop is now locked up seemingly for the Marlins. Everyday shortstop coming in, Tim Anderson. 
the general reaction, I would say, was extremely positive to Tim Anderson. A few people calling out that his 2023 was putrid. He's washed. He's not good. But in the main, I think most people are in lockstep here that the Marlins, they've, they've, they've played this well. They've waited it out. Tim Anderson was available. The one-year, $5 million deal feels absolute. Yeah, it's perfection, really, for the Marlins. And really, there's no reason to, to you know, not expect Tim Anderson to have that big bounce back uh, 2024. That one-year deal, he's going to look to come in and, and make some noise, clearly. So that's got me excited. And definitely there were like murmurings around John Birdie. Again, me and Sean talked about this on, on the yesterday's pod. You know, well, Anderson in, does that mean Birdie's, you know, on the block? Me and Sean both agreed no. Like, why should you move Birdie? There'll be absolutely a need for Birdie to play. So I'm not expecting Birdie to be moved. Um, and frankly, at this point, there's no need to add and subtract. There's no need. The Marlins' payroll is pretty much in line with where it was last opening day. So there's no reason. And naturally, everything else is going up. Like, they're part of the revenue sharing up be up. Like, Major League Baseball money generally and revenues up, everything's up, inflation up. Like the Marlins, by having the same payroll, is effectively a real terms payroll cut. So there you go. There you go. The Marlins have the money to spend. So they they shouldn't be done, but the roster definitely looks good with Tim Anderson in there. You know, we started pieces together. I threw it out there to say, listen, you get a DH too. This is where we're going to spend the time here. You add Tim Anderson, a shortstop. You know, defensively, there are a couple of question marks. We'll see what defensively looks like. Offensively, it was obviously a down year, but we know what he is. And we spoke about it yesterday. There is a 2020 stick in there and, and speed. So if the Marlins get that, happy days. So Tim Anderson added, it's an upgrade. Soler no longer with the, with the team. He's in San Francisco. Good luck with him with his next three years there. He'll be missed. The Marlins, Peter Bendix, sorry, did talk about well, we think we can replace his production with uh, Josh Bell and Jake Berger, full seasons of them. I get it. I get what he's saying. But what really can he say? I don't think he's going to publicly come out and say, yeah, we're still looking to add a DH and you know, we're still adding to, looking to add to our roster. There's no need to say that publicly. He may think that, but there's no need to say that. Craig Mish yesterday talking about Gio Ursula, which I think is, again, another interesting nugget. The Marlins were in on Gio Ursula as well as Tim Anderson, and they wanted both guys. They didn't get Ursula. He ends up signing with the Tigers, I want to say. Slightly doubt myself, but I'm 95% sure it was the Tigers. 1.5 million. Was it 1.5? Or was that Rosario? Or was that just the going rate now <laughs> for guys? So the Marlins were still in on a free agent. They were still looking to add to this roster. They were in on Jorge Soler, by all accounts, to the, to the final uh, shakes of that one. That says to me, they still have some money to spend. They absolutely do. And equally, they're happy to add to this roster. And they're actively seeking to add to this roster. Craig Mish also called out that he doesn't believe that there's any other bids in play right now. So I may be suggesting that the Marlins could be shooting for J.D. Martinez. But this point, from what Craig shared anyway, publicly, that the Marlins aren't in that position. They were working on a deal with a, a pitcher that fell through. We don't know who. Um, was it Trevor Bauer? I don't think it was. And they've added Tim Anderson. They were in on Ursula. And again, you would maybe sign Gio Ursula to come and play some third base and, and you know sort the DH spot with Jake Berger. 
and this is all pointing to the Marlins are finding ways to use that DH spot in a different way. Skip Schumacher right now has already kind of come out and said, because, well, again, what can he say? We're going to use that spot to get guys off their feet and et cetera, et cetera. The kind of Don Mattingly method. I get it. He has to say that, really, because at the moment, like, what else can you say? So whatever's being shared by the Marlins publicly, by Skip, by Peter Bendix, I'm just taking that with a pinch of salt. Their actions are telling me different. What they're saying is they're still in on players and they're still actively looking to add to this roster and find a way to fill the DH spot as well. So I believe, I still believe, this isn't I believe because uh, I'm a journalist and, and I've been fed information. That isn't the case. I'm not a journalist and I have not been fed any information. But my assessment, there you go. That's a better way of phrasing this. My assessment is, based on all of the evidence that's presented towards me, is that the Marlins are still in and looking to add to this roster. And the primary reason for that is because they're looking to add someone, well, they're looking to add some more offense to this lineup. And clearly there's a DH spot that can be leveraged. Just want to call out that I've heard nothing about Avicel Garcia at all uh, throughout this offseason. Uh, we've heard a lot about Sixto Sanchez. I'm going to talk about him at the back end of this show. Uh, but I've heard nothing about Avi, good or bad, to be honest with you. I don't know where they sit with Avi. Clearly, it's a sunk cost at this point. Can Avi return? Can he bounce back? I don't know. But from a Marlins perspective, they've already decided to continue with Avicel Garcia. And they will continue that situation for as long as they can. There's no reason to cut Avi now before spring. His trade value is already at rock bottom. At rock bottom. But just imagine Avicel Garcia comes out and lights it up in spring. Could the Marlins cash in on a trade for Avicel Garcia at that point? Who knows? Could they use him? Who knows? We'd love Avi to bounce back. We'd love it. So we'll wait and see on that one. Again, it's a big storyline for this one. So I want to talk about J.D. Martinez specifically because put a tweet out there earlier. My assessment here is that J.D. Martinez and the Marlins are inevitable. I believe that it's, it's such a quality fit. The player, the need, the club the potential spend, the potential commitment, everything clicks together perfectly, exactly like it did with Tim Anderson and the Marlins. I spoke about it on yesterday's episode. Tim Anderson to the Marlins was perfection. The fit was amazing. Tim Anderson with the Marlins is going to be amazing. I believe the same to be absolutely true and of the same situation with J.D. Martinez. So we're going to talk about that shortly. Before we do that, I'll let you know about our good friends over at Backblaze, yes, sir. Get the Backblaze in there. Backblaze makes backing up and accessing your data astonishingly easy. You can have unlimited cloud backup for Macs, PCs, and businesses for just $99 per year. You can easily protect business data through a centrally managed admin, and you can protect all the data on your machines automatically. Easy to deploy across multiple workstations, with various deployment options. So you can access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app or the iOS or Android apps. So you've got one year file retention and version history and over 55 billion files restored for customers. So you can visit backblaze.com slash locked on MLB so they know where you came from and continue to support the show, this show. 
and Locked On. Backblaze has been recommended by the New York Times, Inc. Magazine, Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. Receive a fully featured no-risk trial at backblaze.com slash MLB. Go there, play with it, start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Start today, guys, with Backblaze. All right, guys, back here with me, Peter Pratt. On Friday, the 23rd of Feb, this is the last day before the Marlins play a baseball game in 2024. And they won't stop playing them until November of 24, if everything goes to plan. I believe it's November anyway. Maybe it's the end of October. I don't know. I haven't even looked. Who cares? We'll get to that. So, J.D. Martinez and the Marlins, why is it a great fit? Well, fundamentally, J.D. Martinez uh, has been a world-class hitter for a long time. J.D. Martinez now at this point uh, is, well, he's 36. He's 36, is that correct? (laughs) He is 36 and a half, seemingly. So J.D. Martinez will turn 37 during the season, at the back end of the season. But he has been a quality hitter for a long, long time. A lot of time, obviously, with the Red Sox, with the Tigers. But last year, a one-year deal with the Dodgers. And it was a hugely successful deal with the Dodgers. He ended up with an OPS plus of 134. That was one tick over his career OPS of 133. That's how good of a dude he is. His OPS was 893. 33 bombs. That's just in 432 plate appearances. Good enough for just under two war, 1.9 war. Even had a stolen bag. Even threw a stolen bag in there. Hit 271. He did it all for the Dodgers. And, you know, really, I look at, he was an all-star as well, by the way. That's three seasons in a row where J.D. Martinez has been an all-star. And actually, that is five in the last six seasons. The only season he he wasn't an all-star was the, you know, whether you believe in these numbers or not, the 2020 campaign. So proven dude that can still do it and proved he can still do it, had a stunning season with the Dodgers last year, his best campaign for a good couple of seasons, to be honest with you. Reminder on J.D. Martinez and the contract situation with the Dodgers. He's, you know, he's in the twilight of his career now, right? 36, 37, last year was 35. Um, He's in the twilight of his career. He had a long-term contract with the Red Sox in the twilight. Like, this isn't the situation where J.D. Martinez is going to be seeking, like, a three-year Soler deal. I mean, he may be. He may be, but, like, this is more likely to be. He's going to go year to year, and he knows it. He went year to year last year. So he signed last year with the Dodgers, as we know. Top team, you know, made a lot of sense. Good fit. One year, $10 million. J.D. Martinez in 2023, you and less than Avisel Garcia. Boy, oh boy. Um, you and less than Hoy Soler. Soler's going to win more than him, potentially, in, in 24. So from a Marlins perspective, I have to look at what he, you know, what he signed for in with, with the Dodgers. And you think, you know, is that the range? Is he looking for another 110? Is that is that what we're shooting for? If so then that's absolutely in the Marlins' wheelhouse contractually. Like, they can afford that, no doubt about it. If they were talking to Soler, they can afford it. If they were talking to other guys, they can afford it. So, you know, again, this for Tim Anderson, just to go back to that, because I think it's interesting, the Marlins didn't want to commit into a second year. 
they were happy, they were looking for just a minimum commitment in terms of years, found the dollar value that worked, five million, and thus the deal came together in the end. Let me just talk about JD Martinez right now. It feels like I have not heard anything about JD Martinez. Like he may have been heading into this offseason hoping to return to the Dodgers. He may have been, but he isn't now. They've gone and acquired Shohei Otani, and he will be there every day. DH, I believe, anyway. Let's assume that's the case. Um, so his market or his opportunity there with the Dodgers disappears. I look around and I think, you know, what's left for JD Martinez at this point? Like, who are the teams that are actively seeking, you know, a a DH at this point? And that list is pretty small. Who are the teams that are actively looking to be competitive and are seeking a DH? Again, that's an even smaller list. I keep looking through and thinking, J.D. Martinez to the Marlins is, is inevitable. The Marlins can absolutely, they've got so much versatility across all the rest of their bench that they, ha- they truly have a roster that is built to carry a DH. They really do. I think that's the other beautiful thing, the way that it's been constructed. Nick Gordon, Vida Bruhan, John Birdie. These guys can literally play every position pretty much apart from catcher. And you've got a backup catcher anyway. So that gives you the versatility, the flexibility to be able to sign someone and have them on your roster like J.D. Martinez. Um, For me, I look at this and just think it's a no-brainer. I haven't heard anything linking the Marlins to J.D. Martinez at all. But after the news yesterday with Tim Anderson, put it out there a few days back, like, just imagine this Marlins lineup with J.D. Martinez in there along with Tim Anderson. I'm just going to kind of go through how I see it looking. And this is a super deep lineup now. Super deep if this is the case. Shortstop and leading off, Tim Anderson. Second base, hitting second, Luis Arias. Let's then assume Josh Bell playing first base and he's hitting third. You know, J.D. Martinez maybe hitting in, in the cleanup spot, DHing. Jazz Chisholm Jr., center field, hitting fifth. Jake Berger, third base, hitting sixth. You're then to Brian De La Cruz playing left field, hitting seventh. Jesus Sanchez hitting eighth. Your right fielder, Jesus Sanchez, and all the power production that can exist there, hitting eighth. And the Marlins catcher, whoever that may be, that's another topic for another day. Clearly, like the catcher situation is obvious, but I wonder the playing time. Probably 50-50. But anyway, you know, the catcher at nine. Some sort of flex of that. Like, I look at that Marlins lineup with J.D. Martinez plumbed in there and Tim Anderson plumbed in there and Josh Bell still there and Berger there and Jazz healthy and Arias there. This is a lineup to be excited about. It really is. And I think that we're under we, we're undervaluing it, to be honest with you. I know it was like run production was not amazing in, in 20. Actually, the run production in 23 was was poor, but the Marlins found ways to win. But if everyone is healthy, and everyone is never always healthy at the same time, so, you know, that's kind of a, a moot point. But if everyone is healthy, I look at that lineup and think, that's interesting. Birdie on the bench, Nick Gordon on the bench, Vida Bruhan on the bench, Avisel Garcia maybe on the bench. Um, you know, for me, this looks a super long and competitive lineup with a rotation that looks sexy and a bullpen that looks nails. Like, 
I know Fangraphs have the Marlins like in and around 500, which kind of feels fair. But honestly, you add in J.D. Martinez along with 2022 and prior to that, Tim Anderson, you know, the Marlins are bang live. There's no reason not to be. And we know, really, we've seen it already. You know, the Mets, they're the first ones. No, actually, that's unfair. The Orioles are the first ones. Now it's the Mets. As always, these seasons are defined by the injuries. The Marlins are already having to deal with losing their ace. The Orioles have got a problem. The Mets have got a problem now. Every team will have a problem in some ways. Maybe the Marlins will have multiple problems. But what your roster looks like at the start of you know, spring or opening day isn't really indicative of what's going to be there at the back end of the year. You're probably going to lose at least a third of your rotation along the way because that's just what happens. A, a third of your bullpen. And probably, you know, from an offensive perspective, there's going to be some guys that underwhelm. But I look at this lineup with J.D. Martinez in there, and I'm excited. It excites me. And I think it's a perfect fit. Perfect fit in terms of J.D. Martinez's age, recent production, and his probably his willingness to accept the one-year deal. In and around 10, 12 million, somewhere in that range, J.D. Martinez, I think, will sign for that. The Marlins are an enticing prospect because they're fresh off a postseason berth. It's not like, I know he was with the Dodgers last year, and the expectations of the Dodgers is different. But there's no space for him. There is no home for J.D. Martinez right now with the Dodgers. So he has to take a step down. What, what's happening in, in with the Bravos? That's the next step, right, in the NL anyway. That position's locked up as well. So the tier down again, what's happening? That's then into the Marlins tier. And I know that some of this probably connects to, like, what are the Cubs doing? Are they going to sign Bellinger? I get it. It feels like Bellinger, J.D. Martinez maybe are connected. Um, but I'm looking at this and thinking, J.D. Martinez to the Marlins just makes so much sense. I know the Marlins are willing to invest, and I know they they are looking to fill their DH spot, irrespective of what they've told us publicly. They're looking to do something at, at, at that DH spot. It's either transition one of the current guys to there by adding someone at either first base or third base, or it's go and sign someone. They have the roster flexibility because of all of the versatility that exists to be able to you sign J.D. Martinez. It's not going to be an anchor for them. It's not going to hinder them elsewhere in how they construct their roster. No, I know that there's probably going to be a bit more platooning going on, but you know, J.D. Martinez, an absolute stud, no doubt about it. I think the Marlins, you know, they're not, there's no reporting that they're talking, but they should be, and I think soon enough they will be. And to be honest with you, I'm going to put it at 80% that J.D. Martinez signs with the Marlins, and he has another stunning campaign in 2024. Right, final ad, and we'll talk about some Sixto Sanchez and Ryan Weathers. Yes, sir. Uh, but, guys, this episode is brought to you by our good friends, of course, over at FanDuel. And you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers, yes, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays. Everyone loves a parlay or an accumulator for our UK listeners. Exclusive props and more. So just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, guys, back here with me, Peter Pratt, on Friday the 23rd of Feb. Tim Anderson in. And I think J.D. Martinez is incoming. We will see. 
We will see. 80% I've put it out. The fit is too good. I think it maybe connects to Cody Bellinger. Maybe it connects to Adam Duvall. I don't know. There's a few sticks out there. But for me, the Marlins and J.D. Martinez, it's just perfection. Perfection. Right, what is in perfection? Sixto Sanchez, struggling. Struggling already. Boy, oh boy, there's been a lot of talk about Sixto Sanchez. And I think soon enough, probably the nearer we get to opening day, then Sixto Sanchez will be finally DFA'd by the Marlins to clear him off the 40-man roster. Considering what the Marlins have done and how they've managed him the past couple of years, uh, there's seemingly no way that he's going to go on to the 60-day IL. So the Marlins will have a decision. Does he make the roster? Does he not? I think it's pretty clear at this point, considering what Mel Stoudemire Jr. has shared, considering what Sixto Sanchez's body's looking like, and equally less about the body. It's more about what we're seeing you know, in terms of throwing. Listen, if, if Sixto Sanchez wasn't called Sixto Sanchez, if he was just called Peter Pratt or, you know, John Smith, at this point, A, we wouldn't talk, we wouldn't be mentioning at all, only to say that this dude shouldn't be playing baseball at this point. We're only talking about it because clearly of the prospect and of the, the historic pedigree, et cetera, and what we saw in 2020 and the fact that the Marlins um, moved JT Riamuto to get him. But honestly, if we take a hard look at ourselves and look at Sixto Sanchez right now, he is not a big league pitcher. He isn't. And he may be, he may work himself back to that at some point. But right now, he is not a big league pitcher. Thus, Sixto Sanchez will be DFA'd by the Marlins at some point in the next four weeks. Uh, I think it's pretty guaranteed. I'm going to put that at 95%. There's maybe 5% chance he's traded. Who knows? Someone maybe can stash him. Happy to stash him maybe somewhere. Can they stash him? Is he healthy? Can he go on the 60-day? Can he go on any IL? I don't know. Who knows? But the Marlins and Sixto Sanchez are going to end in the next couple of weeks. Mel Stoudemire Jr. has called it out. He doesn't look the same. We've seen it with our own eyes. He did blow one past Luis Arias, but the rest of them were like junk in the dirt. Like, it's just not good. It's not good. We need to stop wasting our time talking about Sixto. So I'm going to stop wasting your time listening to me talk about Sixto. How about that? Let's talk about a stud. A stud. Well, could be a stud. Ryan Weathers. Firstly, hair. Let's talk about the hair. We need to talk about that. It's looking long. Long hair. Kenny takes were made, called out that he can't take him seriously with that lid, <laughs> which I thought is interesting. Is he going for the glass now? I mean, Glasnow's is like elite, right? I mean, but his weather's going for the Glasnow. Is that the look? He needs a bit more kind of, he needs a different shape or a different cut, a few more layers into it. Get a bit more volume in there. I don't know. But weather's going with the ponytail vibes with the long hair. Anyway, enough about hair. Ryan Weathers is getting the ball. He's going to be the spring training opening day starter. Uh, last year, I believe it was Dan Castano. Um, so Ryan Weathers getting the honor this year. And for me, Ryan Weathers is a, you know, is a really interesting piece for the Marlins here. A guy that's been acquired, former top prospect, as we know, acquired, hasn't worked out for him in San Diego. You know, you, you then get into the Marlins system. You start to, you know, have a bit of Mel Stoudemire magic dust sprinkled on. And who knows? So for me, Ryan Weathers is absolutely someone to watch. I'm really interested to see how this plays out because I think if everyone is healthy, fire in. 
Ryan Weathers, I don't think, will crack the, the opening day rotation. So the question will then be is what role does he play? Considering the number of arms within the Marlins organization at this point, you do have to wonder whether Ryan Weathers would be best served throwing as a starter in AAA to start the year if he doesn't make the rotation. And I think for him right now, you know, he has an opportunity to make the rotation. There's no reason why not. There's so many unknowns associated with everyone, basically not named uh, Jesus Lozado and Yuri Perez. There's so many unknowns with there's three spots available. One of them could be secured by Braxton Garrett, but we've already seen. We've already seen with the Mets and Senga, a little like arm fatigue becomes next thing is he's on the IL and he's missing, you know, he's missing the start of the season. And for how long? Who knows? Who kn- I, I hope that isn't the case for Brax, but things can change quickly in spring. And I'm looking at things and thinking right now, Lozado and, and Yuri are locks. Brax will be if he's healthy. There's still two spots available and there's tons of guys shooting for it. There's no reason why Ryan Weathers can't throw the ball like a king in spring and secure a rotation spot. One of those challenges is Eddie Cabrera has zero options, so there's no flexibility there. But, you know, sounds like they've they've been open to, to trading Eddie. Sounds like they were trying to sign another pitcher. Is that because they were trying to trade Eddie? Like, again, there's, a, there's probably a lot of roster stuff still going on. But Ryan Weathers, for me, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. We all hope and pray that Ryan Weathers effectively is Jesus Lozado 2.0, former top prospect, underperformed elsewhere on the West Coast. You get him via trade. He's a bang average, you know, as soon as he lands in Miami. Next thing is, next offseason, next season, bang. The switch is flicked, and it's go time for Ryan Weathers. Nevertheless, guys, it's going to end it for today's episode. The Marlins have nailed it at shortstop with a ultra, uh, an ultra upside by low contract for Tim Anderson. Are they going to try and do the same to, to service the DH spot? For me, J.D. Martinez and the Marlins are the perfect fit. Sixto Sanchez is on his way out of the Marlins. Well, of the 40-man anyway. He may well clear waivers. I think he probably would. So I think Sixto will be DFA, and I think he will clear waivers. And I think Sixto will end up pitching off the 40-man, but down in the minor leagues to start the season. Ryan Weathers has a huge opportunity in front of him, and he gets the ball in the Marlins' spring opener. Who's going to be the king of spring? No Lewis Brinson this year. But there's tons of guys that are still fighting. Guys, I look forward to seeing you guys on Monday. If not before, you know the drill. If there is uh, breaking news, then there will always be a Locked On Marlins. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game Saturday. I look forward to seeing you on Monday.